a standing ovation if I could, because, hey, my partner in crime is back to uh, help fill us in in finances today. It is time to check and see what's going on with your money on Wall Street today, and yes, he is back. Welcome back, Philip Stadler from Stadler Financial Services. Philip, we've missed you. Glad you're home. Hey, good morning, David. It's good to be back in the office after uh, taking a little time off and kind of doing a little R&R, but... Uh, Hey, just want to say this real quick. I do have a new grandson uh, that arrived last Monday, and folks can go out to our uh, our Facebook page and uh, and catch up on a few photos from. Uh, actually, they can watch this recording, and they'll be able to see a few photos of the new baby, and of course of Natalie, because Natalie and and her mom and dad came and spent about ten days with us at the beach. So, hey, a lot of good pictures are coming out uh, through Facebook. So. Tune in and you'll have him certified as a financial advisor by the time he's two years old, right? <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> never know. One, one never knows. I'm glad you're back. I really and truly am, and it's good to have you back in the saddle again. Time frame's just about right because we're starting to get into the meat of earnings season as well. Setting the table, Friday ended up being an up day, and frankly, given what I was reading early in the morning, I was surprised by it. The Dow was up 658 points. Standard & Poor's was up by seven. NASDAQ up by 201, and frankly, that surprised me, and you and I were talking before we went on the air, because my guess on Friday morning was because retail sales were slightly hotter than the street expected. I figured that meant that the odds were that we were looking at a stronger possibility of a full 1% interest rate hike from the Federal Reserve next month. Your weed your on things is that there was a little better than expected, but not hot enough to encourage the Fed to do anything crazy, huh? Yeah, that's what I read a couple articles um, over the weekend because it was a pretty big bounce after, you know, seeing Thursday's kind of um, decimation again. But but it was a, a case of um, the numbers weren't quite as hot as was in- expected. So, right, if you came out of Thursday, right, you thought Thursday we were expecting that the Fed was going to raise rates probably 1% based on the numbers mm-hmm. that were out there. Uh, but but after looking at the numbers that came out Friday morning, um, there was a little bit more of a realization that maybe just maybe we're not going to fall quite that much that um, based on what they're seeing now, that that there's only a 20 percent chance that we would see a one percent increase instead of the 80 percent chance that they were talking about on Thursday. So so that was some better news for them. And that that buoyed stocks back up again. That helped a whole heck of a lot, because when that first thing came out, one of the Fed governors hit the rubber chicken circuit and said, hey, maybe we'll do a full 1%. You could just watch the market fall. As soon as his speech was over, the Dow just went whoosh down by 200 points like a rock. It was almost like they put out something official. I was thinking part of it, too, the uh, Thursday reports from the early drips that we were getting out of the financial industry, uh, the Thursday morning reports, none of them were very good. They all missed in one macro or another. Friday morning, we kind of batted 500 in the financial industry, and that might have buoyed things up just a little bit as well. But uh, conventional wisdom changing as to what they think the interest rate is going to be has got to be the driving force because it was a doggone good day and a bit of a recovery on Friday. It kind of brings us up to today, and we've got a bunch of earnings reports to share. So uh, just tidbits that I've got, that interest rate inversion that you and I have talked about before is still going on in the federal bonds. As in the last report I saw, the two-year interest rate is higher than the five-year interest rate. 
and the 10-year yield is lower than the other two. The only one that's really in line is the 30. And that conventional wisdom is always said as a harbinger of a recession. So that's not helping our mood one little bit, I'd imagine. No, it's really not. And I want to go back to last week just for a minute, Dave, just to let mm-hmm. people know that even though we ended up Friday with a great day, it wasn't enough to give us a positive week. We still ended up negative for the week, unfortunately. Um, but, but you're right. So, so we are still seeing some inversions, um, which, again, you know, I, I talked about when you were gone that um, the, the real GDP number that the, the Fed has that tracker that they, they watch real time. Mm-hmm. And, and it was already saying that, that for this second quarter, we're going to see a negative of about 1%, I think is what they, the number was when I read the article. Uh, now, now, nobody knows exactly what it's going to be because they still got to make all these calculations, but, but it is coming out and we'll get that first read, um, not this week, but I think next week uh, we get that first read. And that's going to give us an idea of, of, are we really in a recession? Now, several folks that I follow already say we are in a recession. Um, don't doubt that, but um Sometimes it feels like it. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, just looking at a lot of the indicators for this week, you, you know, we've got a lot of real estate stuff coming out. We got mm-hmm. um, building building permits tomorrow. Um, housing starts tomorrow. We got the um, home builders index comes out today at ten. So yeah, that's uh, at 10. that that I think is going to probably be a market mover today, just on the importance of the housing market. I, I think it very well could be. You know, because let's face it, there's a lot of areas in this country that where uh, real estate is starting to get a little soft. Mm-hmm. So I've, I keep saying, from what I can read anyway, from around here, uh, we're obviously not as hot as we were right at the peak, but things are still okay in Highlands County, which kind of gives us the luxury of being in the middle of Florida where things don't really hit us in the face until six or eight months after the rest of the country. So our investors have a chance to get a little warning here when they're investing locally. But yeah, it's tight nationally. A lot of people are now bailing out of accepted offers on their homes nationally. And that's putting another crimp in the market, too, as interest rates go up as they lock in numbers that they can't stand, uh, we end up bailing on sales, which is certainly not helping the market. No, definitely not. It's uh, it's not. And, and I am seeing stuff, even in my neighborhood, stay on the market a little bit longer, especially if folks are trying to get the top end, right? They're trying to get a little more, a little extra. Um, you, we're not seeing the bidding wars that we used to see now. Um, so, so those are some some things we continue to watch even here locally. Yeah, absolutely. The two homes that have closed in my neighborhood just in the last week both sold quickly, but they weren't selling at a premium over the asking price. They basically got asking price, which is, you know, obviously still good news. But it's not that flaming hot market that it was six months ago. Exactly. So that's absolutely. So true. Good news to come out of the market just before we get into anything else. Boeing stock is going up pre-market. They just got a big order out of Delta Airlines, and it's, I bring that up because it's so rare we get good news out of Boeing these days. It's worthy of being noted, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, Delta just placed an order for 100, I said 100, Boeing 737 MAX jets. Um, now, I'm not sure how long that's going to take them to deliver, but it won't be delivered this year, believe me. Uh, it takes a little bit longer to build those jets, but uh, yeah. but d- definitely helping Boeing out this morning uh, up uh, 3.7% uh, before we get going this morning. 
Yeah, as I said, we haven't had that much good news out of Boeing for a long time to talk about, so when it happens. Uh, on the other side of the fence, we were kind of enjoying the fact that oil prices were falling, relatively speaking, like a rock last week. They kind of took a turn after uh, the various reports out of President Biden's meeting with the Saudis. Uh, Biden said he wanted more oil production. The Saudis supposedly said good things about that, but then after Biden left, they said, no, we didn't even mention it, didn't even talk about it. So that's getting oil prices back up again. So when we get to the futures, we won't have quite as good a news as I was privileged to give for most of the week last week. We'll just cross our fingers. That's a one-day oops. Yeah, yeah really. We definitely will. We'll have to continue to watch. I mean, oil prices right now are looking, I think, probably pretty good. I mean, we're still under $100 a barrel, which, hey, you can't uh, – can't can't uh, can't complain about that. Um, I'm seeing oil you know, gas prices down below four dollars a gallon. So so that's some good news on that front. Um, the question is, can we continue? Yeah, I was going to say four days of declines last week. I was thinking we could almost look at a trend, but then it kind of got a knee upward over the weekend, and things aren't quite as pretty as they were. Earnings season is starting to kick into high gear. We had a couple, three of the financials that reported over the last couple, three days of last week, but we got some big ones that report this morning, don't we? Yes, sir, we do. We got a couple really big ones. Um, Goldman Sachs uh, reported um, they uh, they beat on revenue and on profit. Uh, they they came in at seven dollars and seventy three cents a share uh, versus six dollars and fifty eight cents that was expected. Um, their their profit did drop though from a year ago. Let's let's keep that in perspective. Better than expected, but not as good as last year. Um, but they've they've had some some good and bond trading is where they really kind of made up the the slack there. Um, and they are saying that they're deal making you know, mergers and acquisitions, I think, kind of slowing down a little bit. Uh, but uh, but Goldman's getting a nice little bump this morning, up three point six percent before we get trading. Um, and it's towards the lower end of the 52 week uh, scale that we've seen them at. Uh, the other one that we've got, we got a lot of banking today, folks. We've got uh, Synchrony Financial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they have a I know they they advertise an online uh, bank account that, that has a some pretty de- decent interest rate. Sometimes um, they also run they also run Amazon's credit card, which isn't a bad client to have. No, definitely not. And and they do a lot of those off you know retail type of uh, of credit card type stuff. Um, so they uh, they have better than expected profit and revenue for the second quarter. Um, that, that upbeat loan growth. And their credit trends seem to be okay right now with the consumer still out there spending that money um, using the plastic. So uh, Synchrony is getting a really big jump today. They're up 6% this morning. Glad to hear it. And we got one more bank. It's all about um, betting I know folks. which one. Bank of America reported um, they had earnings of 73 cents a share. Uh, which was which was okay, the, the two cents less than expected, uh, and revenue came in slightly above forecast. So they're the only ones that kind of, you know, they split split the blanket there, and they they missed a little bit on the earnings front. Um, they, they had an impact because of investment banking revenue dropped sharply um, for this last quarter. They uh, they are down this morning about a quarter of a percent. Not not a big drop, but but not like the other two banks we talked about this morning. They're down a little bit. 
Investment banking income being a challenge seems to be the common thread so far among most of them. That was what I got out of the reports that I had on both Thursday and Friday, too, that the banks that made it made it up by beating out some losses in their investment banking divisions. Yeah, that, and that's true. We're going to see that, I think, um, as things get a little tighter and the recession looms. You know, companies are going to be a little hesitant to buy somebody else when it looks like we're starting to head on the downside of that uh, economy right now. Understood. You got any others to do? That's really it today, Dave, right. as far as uh, our earnings reports that I have right now. Well, the financial flood finally began, and it waited until you got back from vacation in order to do it. Uh, mentioned the up day on Friday after not quite fixing the week, but at the very least a good day on Friday. 45 minutes before we opened, what are we looking at this morning, Philip? You know, we've got uh, some some green ink this morning, Dave. It, it's welcomed me back on Monday that we've got a little green ink this morning. Well, we've got the Dow is up a little over three-quarters of a percent. The S&P 500 is up almost seven-tenths of a percent, and the NASDAQ 100 is up a little over eight-tenths of a percent. Um, so, and we've got the small cap, Russell 2000s joining right in there as well, up three-quarters of a percent. So, um, so things are looking good there. I find it interesting the VIX is up just a tad, too, um, this morning, uh, given all that. Looking at the crude oil, I mean, I'm sorry, looking at commodities, so let's look at um, silver and gold, both up. Silver's up uh, over 1%, almost 1.1%. Gold's up a little over a half a percent. I've been following those, actually, while I was on vacation. Uh, I, I got to tell you, Dave, silver and gold both. Uh, silver, though, really, really took a bath last week. Um, it did. I, I, th I think I saw it down even below $17 at one point last week, which mm -hmm. is crazy. Um, gold still was still having a hard time. These things are not working the way that we would expect them to work, given the economic situation we're in right now. Um, I, I remember, I remember gold. We were looking at the possibility of gold hitting two thousand dollars an ounce for a while. Now it's having trouble staying above seventeen hundred. It it really is, and that that's um, a little troubling. You know that, that we can't keep it up there and, and and get it going in the right direction. So like the last said, the one rules, I have the rules the rules of thumb just aren't working because you expect yep. that to be a security place to go. That's right. You with all the volatility, you expect gold and silver to be moving in the other direction. Um, so, lastly, we talked a little bit about crude oil earlier this morning, and uh, and today uh, we've got crude oil right now up two point six percent to ninety seven dollars and five cents a barrel. And uh, man, I was hoping it was going to head the other direction so we'd see gas prices continue to fall. But you know what it is, what it is, Dave. Yeah, like I said, I think it's the Saudis saying, huh, he didn't mention anything about that to us, so we don't know what the heck happened when uh, President Biden was in with the crown prince. Probably Somebody want to find out? Uh, well, yeah, it's, I'd like to see it stay <laughs> under 100 at the very least. I'm showing 99.66 under the late quote right now on oil, and that's close for comfort. Somebody need to figure out how to uh, cope with the volatility that's happening. Normally, you'd say gold and silver, good, safe places to go. They aren't any good. There's a good way to figure out how to, how to figure how to make your retirement happen the way you plan on it. And I know you can help. How do I find you? Absolutely, Dave. Hey, they can go. Actually, they can check out a lot of the information we put out there on Facebook. Uh, go to Statler Financial. 
under Facebook. You'll find us there as well as, like I said earlier, you'll see some vacation pictures, grandchild pictures, all that kind of stuff hangs out there. And then, uh, you know, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement phone consultation where we make sure you're on the right path to the retirement you always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. All righty. And back here again tomorrow morning. And so good to have you back. And congratulations again on the new grand bubble, Philip. Thank you, buddy. You have a great Enjoy. day. And, uh, and we will talk to you tomorrow morning. You got it. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. This is your captain speaking. All right, everybody that hung around after the show, let's just kind of go through the few photos we've got here, right? Uh, we've got uh, th this one was on vacation. Uh, we got to see a, uh, a, a rocket launch that Natalie got to see her first rocket launch. She wasn't really excited about it, but uh, Papa was excited. Um, got to see that. And uh, one day at the park, uh, doing a little swinging. And then you've got to see the new grandbaby uh, introduce you to James Colton Statler. And uh, he was born on July 11th. And uh, a good-looking kid, if I have to say so myself. Uh, photo of me and a photo of Joyce and I and uh, James. So, uh, hey, stay tuned. We'll put more out there as it becomes available. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye now.